0: Welcome to "It's a Streamable Life," chronicling life in a peak entertainment era, with your hosts Lauren and Brandon. All right. Hello again.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. This is a, "It's a Streamable Life" podcast, chronicling, chronicling life in the peak entertainment era. I'm a host, Lauren.
1: And uh, I'm the other one, Brandon.
0: And this is, like we said, the entertainment podcast where we discuss the TV, film, sometimes the music, the things that we're streaming and watching uh, weekly, daily, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So we'll get started here. Uh, Our first segment is The Ill List, and this is where we talk about news topics as of late dealing with the entertainment industry. And a big topic recently was... The announcement of a new streaming service, as if we didn't have enough already. Right, at Disney Plus. Right. Uh, they, the conglomerate, <laughs> announced that <laughs> they would have their own streaming service, which would include new films and series from all their properties, which include Star Wars, Marvel, Disney's entire vault, Disney Channel, and I guess they own National Geographic.
1: Yeah, so- I think so
0: from there would be on there so yeah. um, just to pose this question what do you think this means for the other streaming services and sort of the the makeup of the industry right now
1: well I don't know I think it's alright and it's starting out cheap but that's how Netflix started I think that's how the price was like seven ninety nine or something to start out mm-hmm. with so I, you know you can expect that to jump up eventually but I think it puts a lot of pressure on the other ones on on Netflix, especially I mean it takes right. a lot of things away that they have and puts them at a lower price for right now but I don't know i I mean maybe competition will bring the best out of some of the other ones, but
0: um yeah, that's what I'm thinking too 'cause not not too long ago Apple announced their own streaming service, and wow yeah exactly that got people excited we still don't we still didn't really see what their shows were about, like they had like the little Crazy, right, but nothing really stood out so right um with disney you already have loyal fans right and exactly. loyal um properties like the marvel films right and things like that so just some of the the things they're offering they're going to offer um their entire disney film vault yeah um, which is crazy
1: yeah so does that include like you know the disney channel original movies like
0: I think so yeah they all yeah. may not be there on launch date but i remember looking at um an article and they listed like brink and oh, uh, wow. lizzie mcguire and all the disney channel stuff so like <laughs> yeah They'll they're bet. really teaching for the people our age yeah hmm. um in addition to the disney stuff um they own star wars so they're already saying that the entire filmography of Star Wars will be on there. The no films, the prequels oh, wow. and the current ones, as well as new series. So um That's cool. That's really interesting. And they also have like the animated shows. Yeah. Like, like the yeah. Clone Wars and stuff like that. Which I never got into and I wish I had, but
1: uh, I I was, was just about to say I I used to watch that all the time. I think the Clone Wars would come on like it was a weekday, but it was like at seven o'clock or something before uh, you know, like a movie or something coming. I was into it. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I like into it to the point where I was like, you know, I was still, I was like 24, like, all right, you know, <laughs> let's wrap stuff up here, you know, get out of class. I got to go watch the Clone Wars.
0: Right. But they said it was pretty good. So, oh, yeah,
1: it was really good. It was really yeah. good.
0: And then, in addition to the Marvel, um, well, Star Wars and Disney, Marvel, of course. Right. They're promising to have, you know, their entire MCU films on there. Right, and future right. series that um, will include um Wanda and Vision and a show, um Bucky and Falcon, wow. Loki's supposed to have a series. So like they're they're promising big stuff. Right, right. And then with Disney owning some of Hulu already and buying I think they bought Comcast share someone's share of Hulu. Hmm. It's pretty soon that Hulu might be part of Disney as well, so where you can get yeah, uh, a bundle with Disney plus ABC. I mean, Disney plus ESPN and Hulu.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so, I saw that where, yeah, this whole thing is supposed to work in tandem with Hulu. So
0: so that'll be very interesting. It, it yeah. might be better for people's wallets, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney Plus is supposed to launch November 12th, so.
1: That's, that's going to be big.
0: Yeah.
1: I liked Hulu for the short time that um you know you let me use your password
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mainly use it now for like dvr for don't want commercials but yeah yeah as far as original stuff like i'd never really gotten to handmaid's tale so no no other real properties that bring me to hulu other than one of the marvel shows
1: yeah yeah
0: and plus hulu just announced i think it was hulu or was it disney I've, I can't remember who. I think it was who we just announced that they'll be doing a Ghost Rider series. Oh, wow. With the guy that played Ghost Rider and Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. So everything's going to be linked.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. And speaking yeah. of Marvel, another big story has been, of course, Avengers Endgame.
1: Yes. Yes, it has. Uh,
0: as of today, the film has passed Titanic as the most gross, high all-time grossing film globally with 2.2 billion dollars yeah so it was only second to avatar
1: wow Uh, that that surprises me because like i remember avatar and i don't really really remember being blown away by it but like the the price that it it made the amount of money it made rather that's that's kind of staggering like that's a lot of money
0: yeah i didn't realize had made that much i just know that it was like a big technological yeah. Advancement, but basically it was like Gully live action. Right,
1: yes, exactly. Exactly. It was yeah, it was very I don't know, I, I just wasn't blown away by it. It was good, but and long. But I yeah, every time I hear the amount of money it made, it's kinda like, Wow, really? That's
0: insane. But the film industry was different back then, like
1: that's true, that's very true.
0: Like today, like they're struggling to get films pop to pop like that, and I guess yeah, like marvel's really found a formula that works
1: yeah i mean i mean the industry's kind of oversaturated with those type of films if you think about it it's not
0: mm-hmm.
1: so i mean when one comes out it it may it's going to grab a lot of attention but it's nothing new nothing we haven't seen so right
0: right now have you seen in game yet
1: no no i still i still <laughs> haven't seen it but i've read a lot about it and I, i've managed to to not really spoil it for myself but
0: okay uh, well, once yeah. you say it, we'll discuss it. I do know tomorrow is supposed to be, like, all spoil, free, or off, or whatever. Oh, that's good. So cool. People are supposed to be spoiling stuff tomorrow, so just be careful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then finally, on this kind of somber note, uh, the film industry and I guess the Black community sort of lost the trailblazer in John Singleton yeah. last week. Uh, he suffered a stroke and was not able to recover. Uh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I didn't realize how young he was. Like, you just think people are like your parents' age or whatever, but he was only 51. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that is because he he made his first film at what, when he was like 23 or 24?
0: Yeah. And I didn't realize how young. he He's uh, the Academy's youngest person to ever be nominated for director. Right. And he was the first Black to be nominated for director for Best Film. So like, just you you don't really realize how important he was, yeah, until now. Like, it's definitely, a,
1: definitely a trailblazer,
0: yeah. And I think of like his films, of course. Boys in the Hood was the straight out the gate, what he was nominated for, right, he also right. did, um Higher Learning, which I didn't see until much later.
1: No, I, I'm not sure I've seen that one,
0: yeah. It's, it's it was a different one, it was about um, college and like race and. Hmm. social issues on the college campus he was kind of had his time with that film. Wow. um it had of course ice cube and right uh, a lot of young actors he he started a lot of careers
1: yeah um
0: i think one of my favorite films i didn't know he was involved with was four brothers i think he was i was the answer for that
1: yeah i was just about to say that he was the director yeah
0: oh see i never knew that
1: yeah and that, and that movie was a lot better than the what it like the respect it got, it, it deserved a lot more respect than the, what it was shown.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah. four brothers was like a remake of some old movie, like, yeah, it took the concept but modernized it. But that's right. one of my favorite, like, underrated films.
1: Yeah, it's good. It, it's probably the only movie I like with Mark Wahlberg in it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> most likely because he All was right. just playing himself. I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was. It's very true to who he is.
0: Yeah, but it was a real good film. So um it's just RIP to John Singleton and at, at least we still have the, the the art he made and apparently gonna right. get into that snowfall show. Yeah which he created. Yeah. They set the date for season three, so I guess I'll binge that or something.
1: And I can't forget to mention, you know, Poetic Justice when you mention John yeah. Singleton.
0: So Yeah. Um and his work with, with Tupac, um and right. a lot of young like Hollywood like I saw that film I think in college and didn't realize how soft it was. Oh, political justice. Yeah, 'cause when yeah. when I when I always thought about it I always thought like it was I mean, it's a hood film, but I didn't think it right. had that that perspective. Right. That's true. That's good. It was more like a a hood romance than right. the typical hood film. So
1: yeah. And then you just kind of forget everything he was involved with. I think he did. One of the Fast and Furious. I think he may have been involved with the the Too Fast, Too Furious.
0: Yeah, he did that.
1: Uh, one. Baby Boy, and then Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson, not the yeah, older no, one. That
0: was another movie that was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I about. And you know, then
0: Three, which I'm not too sure about, but that's a different story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think he did something. I'm not sure if he was the director or like a producer or something, but "Hustle and Flow." I knew he had something to do with that.
0: Yeah, I think he might have been the producer. Yeah. Yeah, he started a lot of people's careers and yeah. Yeah. and always thought about his community and employ, you know, African American right. actors. And so, yeah, he he will be missed, but his legacy yeah. lives on. Right. Exactly. So that is our good news segment. Right. And right. We'll come back with our. Niggas on TV, a.k.a. <laughs> not. Um, right. Right. And we're back. Yep. All right. So the next segment we have, as previously stated, is Niggas on TV, <laughs> a.k.a. Not, where we just discuss, um shows we watched within the last week or recently that we'd like to discuss and i'll let uh brandon go first just to see what what kind of things you're watching lately
1: okay um well this is gonna not be with the theme of this title but um and this is gonna be very random but um i passed the show i I don't know for months on uh on netflix and um it's (laughs) it's it's called the midwife it's a it's a bbc show and it's just like what it sounds it's about a group of women that work in a nunnery uh and they go out in this poor area and they uh and and they help mothers give birth to their children and they take care of them and stuff and uh, i i don't know i'm obsessed with kind of like period piece type shows and movies and stuff uh-huh. and um yeah I, I literally can't stop watching it it's like an hour long episode and season eight is airing right now oh oh, what is is it bbc america or pbs it's pbs because yeah okay yeah um and um yeah it comes on at eight o'clock and yeah so i am on season four heading into season five the bad thing is at the end of the season each season they have a christmas special that's like the most english thing ever and that's (laughs) oh god it's, it's it's annoying because they're usually like two hours but they hide information in them that you need for the next season. Oh, they, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so, or something big happens in the Christmas episode that kind of leads you into the next season. But um, what kind of a theme of Black people? I had to laugh because, like, it's it's not funny, but um, this show is, like, in the 1950s, 1960s um, East London. So it's a poor area, a lot of immigrants coming in. Mm-hmm. But there's one episode where... A woman who was a bit younger than her husband was pregnant, and this older guy thought it was his child, and he was excited it was gonna be his first child. And she had slept around with, I think, a black sailor or just some black man or something. So, right, it it, it wasn't his child, but this lady was like, she was white. She wasn't like pasty white, she was like your average,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like beige kind of colored. And, um, the baby that came out was, like, black, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm talking, like, asphalt, dark, this baby was dark, and I had to laugh when she gave birth to it, because I was like, no, they did not, they <laughs> didn't even cast the baby right, but it had me in tears, man, and, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty good show, not a ton of black people, they're, they're here and there, there's some stories, but yeah, right, it's, right. uh, i I'm going to watch it. I have to now so I can be on track for season eight. So, right. yeah. Yeah.
0: I've, I've seen that list, but I could never tell if it was like a reality show or. Right.
1: right. And and that's what I did. I didn't know what it was. And then I clicked it. I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. So, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um God, all the shows I have listed don't have black people. Well, they have some. They have some. I've been watching the. Uh, Show with uh oh god, Michelle Williams on FXX.
0: Um, oh, the Fosse, uh Fosse Ver
1: Verdon, Yeah, I can never pronounce yeah.
0: her name. I haven't and... yet to watch any of that yet. How is it? it?
1: It's all right. It it's uh she carries the show and and it, it's not as though um oh god what is his name?
0: Uh, Sam Rockwell.
1: Yes, thank you. And, and it's not as if he's acting poorly, but it's almost like his part isn't written as well oh wow and, uh I, d- I definitely think they could have taken uh page out of uh kind of british tv and made this six episodes because it's it's on eight and i think this week's episode is the fifth one and i'm already ready to stop watching the show yeah. yeah i, I, I mean, try
0: to tell people like the brits got it right with like the short oh, yeah. seasons absolutely Cause you're able to get everything in. There's no like filler episodes, and it and it keeps you watching.
1: Right. Cause, I mean, uh, and like and like I said, I watch a lot of stuff on like. There's this thing called PBS Masterpiece. I know I sound like an old person right now, but I absolutely love the shows they put on there. And like, I'll get hyped for the season, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, you know, this is just five seasons." And in my American mind, I'm like, "How how are you gonna do that? Like, where's is- right." I'm expecting 16-episode seasons, but they knock it out. And, oh, it's so good. It...
0: Yeah. I wish so, yeah. more U.S. guys okay. would do that.
1: Oh, yeah. And then the last one I have for that does have a black person, Um, A Discovery of Witches. I think we've both been watching this. So.
0: Yes. I've got to see last week's episode, I think.
1: Okay. So I won't give any spoilers or anything, but uh, I think it was in the end of last year or beginning of this year. I just know it was cold. I gave. I saw um, that they were giving the preview for the first episode, and I watched it, and I was hooked. I was like, "Wow, this is this is really good." And um, but but then you know, it was always, like, oh, whatever was on, whatever channel was on, hadn't put all the episodes out yet. And then I was just like scanning the internet, looking for different things, and then I saw that it was going to come on TV on BBC America in the spring, and I was like. I, I I got hype. I was like, "Oh my god!" And it's good. It hasn't there hasn't been a doll episode yet, and uh, it's it's vampires and witches, which you know you think kind of died with like True Blood, um, right. but it's it's like a different toy like a it's a different type of like sexy and kind of it's more mature, you know. Yeah, it's-
0: definitely. I I tried to describe it to some imp- uh, coworkers. And I was like, it's like Twilight, but like just better like up yeah 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 like yeah and I love how um diversity is like uh, yes main girl's mom is like in a lesbian uh, relationship right. with another black woman and right. there's that like uh what's his name Daniel Ezra right like yep a witch too and his mom it, it's so cool
1: right I, I yeah see I didn't I thought they were like cause some people are demons and some people are witches and some people are vampires and Right. Like, I need to pay more attention. Like I just, I'm not even gonna let you. I just look at the people because, like, the, it's an attractive cast. Like it really, yeah, it really is. And I need to pay attention more to what's actually happening. But um, yeah,
0: because because so, like, yeah. you get caught up in like looking at them and you forget <laughs> that they're talking. And stuff. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And and none of their relationship, their relationship, you know, happened quickly, but it It's not cringy. You know, like other vampire right. things and it, it was there's there's enough the main story is better than the subplots mm-hmm. like you're you're not getting caught up in small unnecessary things everything everything connects to the big story in a good way, and so that makes it easier to watch so right so yeah that's a that's mine. So okay. What, what, what do you have? <laughs>
0: okay. Well, just discussing a discovery, of Witches, I'll transition to another show. I'm watching BBC America, Killing Eve. Yes. Yes. Um, it's back for season two, and this season has been insane. From I will the say jump. Believe. From from the jump. Okay. Um, if you if you if you're not aware, Killing Eve is a show starring Sandra Oh and uh, Jodie Comer. Um, where Oh is playing a was Mi sixteen? Is that the right? Yeah, one? yeah. Mi sixteen agent. She was more like a desk clerk, but she gets involved in um this female assassin's killings and to find her, and they kind of get fixated on each other. And this season has really like turned the table on what can happen in a a spy show. Right. So, um, I'm really enjoying like this new killer, the ghost or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's so what they called her.
0: Yeah, and the way they found her um this last week was really insane. I wasn't expecting that. And it just reminded me like how good um Sandra O's character's name is uh right. A, how good right. she is at her job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I think you texted me cuz you watched that episode before or something. Or I, I texted you while I was watching the episode about how good it was and just how the story was blowing me away at the moment and then mm-hmm you made that same point about her being good at her job. And then I was like, yeah, and it's true. And then, yeah, this episode really, this past one did show.
0: Yeah. Cause like the first season, she was just sort of like, I feel like she was kind of stumbling right, through right. it, but like she's grown this, this sort of confidence. And I think it's, it's partly because of Villanelle and their right. uh, relationship, if you want to call it that. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be big. Okay, and then my next, uh, I'll keep this short because I know you don't watch it, but Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, I was one of the late bloomers. I started binging in February to catch up to watch the f- eighth and final season, and it was worth it. I wish I had started with everybody else, but it's worth it, and it's crazy that there's only three episodes left. Um, yeah and a lot of people have gone back and rewatched this season just because it's that good. Uh yeah. I didn't really understand the hype but I get it now. It is one of the best pieces of te- television in the past decade like HBO really did that.
1: That's Yeah, I think like I definitely when it happens on Sundays it comes on like if you're anywhere on the internet just looking at Twitter or anything you you see stuff trending, you see little things popping up or so you definitely it's impossible not to get you know fomo you know the fear of missing out yeah so um i'll definitely probably start it next year then i can't promise i'll finish it next year but or i'll I'll start it after this season
0: yeah and it's probably worth it because the alleged prequels i don't think they're anywhere near being ready to air or whatever but they're allegedly going to to have like three prequels or two sequels or uh, other shows extended in that universe. So it'll be interesting where it goes from here. Wow. But um, yeah, the final three episodes air on Sunday. Uh, Episode four is airing tonight, and it's one of the longer episodes, and we'll see what happens. I won't say anything, but we'll just see what happens.
1: Right, right.
0: And then I've got two more shows. Um, One is The Shy on Showtime. This is yeah. uh, Lena Waithe show about um, the South Side of Chicago, and this season has really upped the ante. Um, it's sort of like it's not like this is us, but it's just like a family people drama um, of people that live in Chicago where Lena Waithe is is from. So she kind of right. kind of focuses it on different people. Um, the main story is uh, Tina's killed by a guy thinking he killed his son. Right, and it sort of affects everyone, and sort of like this ripple effect. Um, and it it t- it talks about you know drug dealers and and the school and the some of the politics and stuff. But it it really humanizes um, the South Side, which I think Lena was was trying to do, since right, all the right. press about Chicago is usually bad. Yeah, pretty negative. Yeah, and it's already been renewed for a season three, so well, that's good. Things are going pretty well for it, um, yeah. and it has um, a wonderful cast. Jason Mitchell alone is is one of the bit brightest stars, and the fact he hasn't been like properly acknowledged yet at oh, any awards yeah. is sort of a travesty because he's a great actor.
1: Yeah, I think I I watched the not the entire first season, but uh, maybe three or four episodes, and but what I found interesting is just you know how. I I think what the shy does is show how the city is different to different people because I was a big watcher of Shameless, which is set in Chicago, in a similar area, and they're you know they're not rich, they're poor, but it's just, I don't know, I don't I'm not gonna say one show's better than the other or whatever, but it was definitely it definitely gives you a different look, you know. Shameless follows kind of a, a white family and their problems, and then the shy is predominantly black, and you know? so yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah the. Another plus for that show are the, the kids in it. Um Yeah. The kid from Moonlight's in it and he's great. And it just it just shows a lot of a breath of talent that we don't rarely see. So.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Then my final show is a Netflix show called Kim's Convenience. It's actually a Canadian <laughs> show. Um I guess it was like a play and then they adapted it for television, which is pretty yeah. interesting. But it's a, a comedy about a um Korean family who own the convenience store, and just like their their daily lives, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it follows uh, Oppa and Uma, I think I said that right, which are the parents, and they have a daughter named Janet, and the son Chung, and <laughs> um, it's just a, a hilarious family comedy, half hour um, episodes, I think uh there might have be been like 10 episodes in season one, a few more season two, and then I just finished season three a few weeks ago. But oh. uh, the story is really good, and they do a great job with um, with I think diversity. Um, yeah. They they incorporate uh, people of different colors, a different face, nationalities, um, sexual orientations, and it's not, it doesn't feel um, what's the word, pandering or
1: like forced or like forced
0: yeah and yeah. they do a good job with um continuity like there's like certain customers that are regulars and they come back for different scenes oh. throughout the season so it, it feels good. you feel like a part of the family
1: yeah i think that's another one of those shows where i've seen it on there and just not clicked it on netflix so you know it, and who knows i may do it sooner or later and then <laughs> it may end up on one of my lists
0: yeah i can't I remember how, I think I saw someone talk about it on Twitter oh, and right. I just got into it and I like binged the first two seasons because they were already out and then I didn't realize like season three wasn't going to be out until like the spring. So it meant Netflix wouldn't get it until later, but it's on there now. Mm-hmm. So that's our not, uh, not segment. Right. And then um, we will transition now to no concessions. This is when we talk about any films we've seen lately, old or new and uh just what what we kind of thought about them um i'll go first yeah um a film i recently saw well, other than avengers Endgame, game which i won't say too much about it right. was amazing um yes it's three hours but it didn't feel like three hours because since since there's we spent like 10 years investing in this story and these characters right, right it kind of just goes seems seamless Um the recent brothers did a marvelous job in paying tribute to uh, the first three phases of the mcu and those characters and i think it pays off um i'll see it again i probably won't see it again in theaters because that's just a chore but i'll definitely be seeing it whenever it's on streaming it's, or whatever
1: it, it's yeah. funny you say that because i've heard multiple people that have already seen the movie um two or three times like uh, a, a good friend of mine called me earlier this week and he saw the movie when it came out he got like the the Thursday night type thing mm-hmm. and uh went to the to that screening and then he um he like the next day a friend from work called him and she was like do you want to go see it and he went to see it again without even really uh complaining about it or like uh, even putting up a fight he was just yeah he was just like oh of course i'm gonna see it again so
0: yes i've uh, seen people say they've gone two or three times i'm just like that's i mean i guess you can do it but like that's a lot to be in the theater for
1: yeah so yeah, yeah. i will get to that movie eventually um yeah. i you know the thing is though i'm like i i like to watch movies um one I like to do it by myself. I know that sounds sad, but I don't like huge crowds in movies because there's always there's ex there's like extra noise, you know, whether it's right. bags of candy, people chewing or drinking, and you know, children. I just like to literally sit there. I don't even, I don't even really like snacks at the movies because it takes away from my attention. So
0: yeah, me too. And that's that's the thing. Like I went to see it Thursday at nine thirty, and it wasn't packed. Of course, I live in small city Indiana. But, right, right. Um, it wasn't packed. There were people in there, but like there was a group of people and one other person. And I think they were like hardcore like, nerd yeah. fans. And like anytime something happened, it didn't have to be like an actual joke.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, in the script, but something happened, they would like violently, loudly laugh like hysterical laughter and it was just like it got to the point where like people would like laugh at them because they're laughing so loud and no one else was laughing it was awkward
1: yeah Yeah. and that that, you bring up another good point you (laughs) live in a smaller town than i do you know i live in indianapolis the capital city here and the the theaters are it's too much it's too much yeah i saw
0: people like like i was worried about not getting a ticket right I was fine with getting sick. I saw people like waiting two hours on Fandango to get a pre-sale ticket and then it frees and then not, they not get it. And then the only ticket they could get was like 2:30 in the morning on a Thursday.
1: Absolutely not.
0: For a three-hour film. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Let's see. That's a big much. And then yeah. another film I finally saw was If Bill Street Could Talk. I rented ah. it on Voodoo or whatever. And. I kind of understand why it didn't get more nominations. Oh, you so, do? Yeah. It was a good film.
1: Right.
0: Um, Barry Jenkins directed it, and it starred uh, Kiki Lane and Stefan James, who I think is doing great with his film role picks yeah. as of late. Um, and of course, Regina King, she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, um, based on a, a novel by James Baldwin. And really, um, you know, with Barry Jenkins, you get like beautiful films, beautiful cinematography, um, beautiful pieces. Um, The story was good and it was very topical, even though it's set in the 70s, I believe. Yeah,
1: the 70s Harlem.
0: Yeah, it's very, it could have been set in today. Um, Basically, Kiki and uh, Stefan's characters fall in love. Um, she winds up pregnant at the same time. He's falsely accused of rape. Yeah. So he goes to prison and it just kind of examines that love am- against the backdrop of, you know, the racial injustice right. of America. Um, it, it was a good film. Um, at times it it felt like there was more to be longed for story wise. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Did you see, see it by chance? I I haven't seen it yet, but I I've read the book. I've read the book a couple of times. So I, I'm, okay. I'm yeah. Um and I'm always interested about adaptations of of books. And this was especially this one, because uh, the book isn't like uh I wouldn't say it's not like graphic graphic, but I, I was wondering how some of the scenes in this movie would show up compared to with the book mm-hmm. and I won't necessarily get into that, but, um, uh, but I mean, I heard good things and, you know, uh, I've listened to the soundtrack or the score rather by, what what is it? Nicholas Bertel who did uh moonlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've listened to that, you know, multiple times. So yeah, I definitely got to get around to seeing that. Now, did you go to the theaters or did you wait for that on digital or
0: I wait on for digital? Cause it didn't, it didn't come here.
1: Um, oh so, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah,
0: so I just had to wait, but it wasn't bad.
1: Um, yeah,
0: yeah, it was a good film, and um, I'm re- I'm ready to see what um those actors do next. Uh, Brian, what's his name? Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah, another brilliant black actor. He oh, yeah, has he's a part in the film, and, and he has a whole scene where you see why he's getting the roles he's getting.
1: Yeah, he's incredible
0: yeah
1: he's definitely i mean so he's, he's good in atlanta i mean
0: yeah he's brilliant in atlanta i wish yeah. he had won for best important actor for right, a comedy right this past emmy season or award season so yeah okay um so we have one final segment and i think we'll just go right into it because this thing likes to stop and start but our feature presentation will be uh sort of our our feature segment that will change each episode yeah. um where this time we'll be discussing our favorite films we saw in 2018 as well as his favorite tv series right, we saw right. In 2018 our top five so you want to start with film or tv
1: um let's start with film and okay. uh i guess i'll go and then we'll just uh just announce it and then give a little bit about it
0: yeah and we can go back and forth like you go i go you go i go yeah yeah
1: that's fine that's fine okay so um um the first one and i was kind of late to seeing it but a quiet place uh yeah and uh i definitely i well here's the thing when before it came out i was kind of like you know that plot's a little strange like you know you know, I, I it wasn't like that. It had been done before, or anything, but I was like, I, I don't know how this is going to work out. But then I finally sat down to watch it, and I was like, you know, like wow, like this is, this is good. It was a, uh, you know, Emily Blunt. Uh, she she. I mean, everybody's quiet in it, but she really stole the. Uh,
0: yeah, she did.
1: The show for me and um, uh, I don't, I don't know if it'd be at this point. I'm not going to spoil it. The movie's been out for a while, so whatever. But, yeah, but, but you know, her, her giving birth, that scene was big. Yeah, and, that uh, scene was crazy. And then when she was going up the steps and she I she does she step on a nail or something, or something hits her foot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was very yeah. reminiscent of like Home Alone too. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. I thought of. But yeah, I saw that I was in Chicago for something and my friend and I went to see it. And I don't usually don't do horror movies in theaters because I can't.
1: Yeah. Do but, I, i'm aware of this
0: <laughs> yeah but um it, i was very impressed like the 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 story seemed original and fresh and the, sure. the uh casting of the girl the deaf girl what i thought Works. was very was important it
1: yeah yeah the uh, yeah i definitely slept on that one but yeah as, as soon as i i watched it I, I think i i texted my sister uh I just was like, wow, you know, this is really good. Really good. And I don't think she had seen it yet either. And so, um, uh, yeah. So that was the first one that was, that was surprised me.
0: And pretty sure they're playing a sequel. So.
1: Yeah, I think so. Which should be interesting. We'll see how that continues.
0: To that's gonna work, but, yeah. All right. So my first one is, um, the hate you give, which kind of went under the radar yeah. last year. Um, a black film, of course, under the radar, but, right. um, it was one of those ripped from the headline things touching on police brutality. Um mm-hmm. starred Amandla, how do you say her last name? Steinberg.
1: I think it's Steinberg, yeah.
0: Steinberg and um Regina Hall and what's the guy's name? Shoot. Hornsby. Russell Hornsby. Yeah. Um, based on the book by Angie Thomas, um, a girl witnesses her friend be killed by the police and sort of what happens when when that occurs and like the change it puts you through and just the drama that entails and her being um her attending uh upscale school sort of sort of put her on the fence of like who she wanted to be. On um, the right. performances were really good. Hornsby really stood out as her father. Um he's another great actor. Um I think he should have at least gotten a uh, best supporting because he was he was brilliant. Of course, I had some qualms with it because I also read the book. Oh, Okay, um, so like just a few things like some. Of course, you can't get everything in the film, but um, like they didn't really introduce her grandmother, who I thought played an important part there, and the casting for the quote unquote villain of the movie was Anthony Mackie. I just didn't didn't. See him in this film but
1: now did who directed that do you know or
0: i think it was george tillman if i'm not mistaken george tillman jr yeah I, now, I,
1: I was i was always wonder how closely the authors work with um,
0: right.
1: with directors and you know the writers when their book is getting made into a movie
0: i think she worked pretty close with him but there was a significant um difference in the ending, which, um, okay. which some people would argue they didn't like. Maybe it wasn't George. Let me just look up the film. <laughs> I thought it was George. Tillman. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Where's all that? Oh yeah, it is George Tillman Jr. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, the ending definitely kind of had me shook in the theater. It, it ends different than the book, mm. but um it It was a good movie, and I think people should really see it. it was very very topical and could definitely educate. I remember going to the theater and there were white people in there. I was so surprised I was like, yeah oh. okay
1: hey, that's not bad but yeah <laughs> all right um okay, so my next one after a quiet place is a well, quiet place I you guess you can qualify that as kind of sci fi but um um uh, is annihilation was the
0: uh, oh, I did not see that. Natalie right,
1: Portman, uh, Gina Rodriguez, and Tessa Thompson were where are the names. That, oh, and Oscar Isaac. I don't know how I forgot about him. He's a big player. Um, but uh, I don't really know where to start. But <laughs> honestly, um, cause there's no way I could possibly give anybody a spoiler because the movie is just it's not it's not. Hmm it's not that it's not linear or it doesn't like follow a plot. It's just there even sitting down and explaining the movie from the start to finish. I don't think people would we have this movie. It. Yeah. I don't think it would be spoiled in any way. But, oh, wow. um, so yeah, it, it follows, um, uh, uh, Oscar Isaac works for the government and they go this kind of shimmering, uh, thing comes from outer space and it creates this new boundary and they go through it to kind of explore it and see what it's all about. But then when Oscar Isaac comes back, he's not the same person. Like he physically, he looks the same, but something's wrong. And Natalie Portman notices that and she plays his um, significant other in the film. And uh, to, to figure out what it is, she goes along with a group of scientists and they go in and they kind of camp out in there. And uh, try to figure out what's going on, and then from there, it just it just, shit just hits the fan. I honestly, that's all I can say. I it, it it's it, it it it. I can't sit here and honestly tell you what will happen because as much as I remember the movie, there's just there's little things that I think you you'd have to see. But um, in this in this other world, which kind of mimics Earth, um. You know, there's mutated animals, alligators, different things. Like there's mutated bears, uh, just the way plants grow and everything. It's very, it's strange. It's, it's really strange. And, uh, but it's kind of about like, you know, I guess you could say it's about death and rebirth and things like that would be the main themes, but it's, yeah, it's all over the place, but I just remember watching it and I wish I had seen it in theaters because it was the, just every everything about it was really kind of stunning and then another thing that pulls me in the movie is always are the scores you know just the sounds that happened and this one was very i wouldn't say ambient but it's just like there's like drones there's just like weird sounds happening in the background oh, the, but it fits it fits so right. i think i know it was streaming on xfinity and i'm not sure if it still is uh but that's where i saw it and it's definitely, you can definitely buy it. It's probably on Prime and Hulu and all those things now. So, right. Yeah, it was, it's uh, it worth it.
0: That's definitely one I've been been meaning to see. Yeah. It just looks so like off left.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's a definitely watch it, let it kind of sit with you for a minute, and then watch it again. Mm-hmm. And it's based on uh, a trilogy of books by a guy. Uh, his name is Jeff. Vandermeer so okay yeah I always try to find movies of the books I've read (laughs) them so So, yeah there's that one
0: cool um okay my next one uh I kind of had a tough time doing this uh my next one was to all the boys I've loved before
1: okay yeah Netflix it was a
0: Netflix movie yeah um it starred uh, Lana Connor, mm-hmm. who, um, she played Jubilee briefly in the X-Men movies. And yeah. She's on uh, Deadly Class and fi Right. But uh, this film is based on, a, a, I think it's like a series of books. Yeah, I think it is. Books um, where she's the titular character um, who's had a, a crush on this boy for most of her life and she had written letters to him but never sent them and then one day they get out and okay. people find out about it. And it was really a cute, well done film starring um, a woman of color, you know, yeah, uh, for the lead. And it was just, it was just really nice to see that. And it was funny, um, it went differently than you thought it was going to go. And I think it was just a really good movie. I'm yeah. trying to explore like different films I watch just to
1: kind of just sort
0: of my palette is like different, but yeah, it was, it was, I really enjoyed it.
1: I think when it, when it came out, a lot of you know people fell in love with uh Noah. Oh, how do you pronounce his last name? Sent
0: Sin- something,
1: Centennial or something, yeah, him, yeah. Uh, and I, I think what it did for a lot of people is kind of as a throwback to like the uh, kind of like the those cheesy, uh, uh, what, what would you, what would you call them? Not cheesy. Cheesy is the wrong word, but kind of those, those typical movies, like the all about you. And you know what I mean? She's all that stuff like that. And yeah. Like those the, type of movies.
0: the teen, yeah. The teen romance. Like. Yeah. Where
1: there's like a, a clear like poster boy, you know, he was this new kind of like, you know, love interest that you know you expect to see him in a couple more movies. They're kind of the same type, and he he has been. I think so on yeah. Netflix. I think he's kind of been. Yeah,
0: that's something you definitely don't really see. Like the whole like now the team things, like the young adult fantasy or young adult, right? Like not rom com, but romance drama. Right. Only really that stick uh, team. Film like we did in like the late nineties and early two thousands, right, right. So it was kind of a throwback to that.
1: So yeah, that's. I think that's what I I said. All about you. That's not even one. That that movie has <laughs> Debbie <laughs> Allen in it. I, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Whoops, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I think. Uh, that's definitely what I saw written and reviews about it. Was it kind of harked back to those types of movies, but. Yeah, we you know really haven't had that like that guy in a while. You couldn't say it would be Timothy Chalamet. I mean, eh. I mean he he yeah he's got kind of that following, but he doesn't do the same type of movies. He's,
0: right, he's more of the art
1: right type yeah. guy. Yeah. So okay, let's see. After Annihilation, I have Roma, which the movie it, it was another movie I watched twice. And uh, it follows, it. what'd you say?
0: I still need to see it. Oh my God. And the,
1: you don't know, you have an excuse because it's on Netflix. I know. And uh, I should apologize beforehand for before I butcher anybody's name. <laughs> oh God. It, it, it ta- well, the movie takes place in Mexico City. I can say that much. And then uh, in the seventies, directed by Alfonso Cuaron. And um, so it follows um, a worker, who who's a maid to a kind of an upper class family and it, it touches on class and poverty and uh you know economics and and political um just you know political like vibe of the time in, uh, in mexico mm-hmm. i think it was a revolution of our like a uh, uprising you know and it was kind of things were happening all at once and um but it it was uh it was it was it was really good you know you it, it was one of those movies where it, after after it got off the kind of the festival circuit you heard praise of it but you've heard that same praise before and um it was uh it, it lived up to it and you know i'm pretty sure Alfonso quran won best director for this one
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh but yeah it, it i mean so, I mean, the main plot she she follow, she she takes care of this family along with uh like a friend, and um, the main character does. Her name's Cleo, and uh, uh, and she ends up she gets pregnant at one point, and you have that storyline, and you it, she kind of comes into her own as a person as well as who she is connected to this family. You know, she becomes more than just a domestic worker. You know, and then that's kind of how. And that's where you see the look uh, about class, you know, it's like she would be technically the lower class and his family would be richer. And you see that in the house and the cars they have, but I don't know, things just kind of blend and you kind of see how we all need each other, you know, and, and there, and you know, since you haven't seen it, I can't talk about one of the main scenes, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that scene is is incredible. It's shot beautifully. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's really good. It deserved everything that it, it won.
0: It's good. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely have to see it. I, yeah, I don't have any excuse. <laughs> right, right. Right. Okay. My number three after boys *Love Before* is *Avengers: Infinity War*. Okay. Uh, this was the the I don't know the predecessor to *Endgame*, or whatever. Yeah. Where um all the films and MCU have have build, been building up to the arrival of Thanos as he's coming for the Finney Stones, and it really shook the table in as far as the narrative go with the ending, which I think mean, everyone knows right now. um Thanos won, yeah, right, right. Uh, so you have these heroes who had always who had always won by the end of their stories usually which any comic series does basically but they had lost and it's a great loss and the world had loss and um it, it was really good um it was fun but it it did leave you it leave you wondering what was coming next um yeah and it starred you know the the MCU top guys Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Chadwick Boseman, all the all the characters we had gotten to know up to before not Captain Marvel. Marvel came right. So,
1: and I wouldn't say that I'm like, I'm not against the whole Marvel or comic movies like that, but it definitely comics weren't something that I grew up with, so they're kind of. Uh, not foreign to me so it, it i don't always know what's going on so i'll play it that way but i i've seen this one if anywhere and it was it was really good it kind of it pulls you in and then
0: right i definitely
1: yeah. i i definitely need to see this next one the second one that came out for it. but um it uh yeah that one's definitely good i can i can say that much
0: mm-hmm. and like i didn't grow up reading the comics either but it's easy like just to film wise it's easy to sort of like get in and sort of understand things um cuz they try to well while the comics do something else they try to maintain the same story with the film so right. whether you know the comic or not you can sort of be introduced to these characters through the film and like they say Iron Man and Captain America weren't aren't the top tier characters right. in exactly. Marvel lineage so they kind of made them stars for film and it's something new so yeah
1: that's good okay um mine was this this is four yeah yeah. this is four um now technically this movie hit like the festival thing the route in 2017 but it got its wide release at least in the u.s in uh early 2018 which was around when i saw it but um disobedience with rachel um ice and uh
0: oh god Another Rachel.
1: Rachel McAdams. Jesus. I have not about
0: that, but I definitely didn't see it.
1: Right, right. And it's kind of like a a romantic drama film, and uh, it's based around um, a Jewish community, orthodox Jewish community, and um, so Rachel McAdams kind of plays like an ousted character. She's kind of left the community and gone to do her own thing, and, you know, she she had a relationship with Rachel Vice when she was younger, and Rachel Vice, wait, oh no, oh god, no, I got, I got, I got it mixed up. Oh god, Rachel McAdams is the one who's still in the community. Rachel Vice has, has left the community. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh god, because it's Rachel, Vice, uh, who her father has died, um, who who is the leader of the community, mm-hmm. and uh, and she comes back for the ceremony and all that and she's kind of she's not shunned they don't turn her away but they kind of look at her with surprise that she you know kind of like oh you have the audacity to come back you know like oh. and it kind of this reignites this old flame with uh rachel mcadams and rachel mcadams is married to a childhood friend of uh rachel wise who who is the next in line to kind of become the leader of this community so it oh, wow yeah it's 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 dramatic but it was good you know i don't think i'm not sure how much people liked it or like how great the reviews of it were but mm-hmm. um and once again this should come as no surprise by this point in this podcast but it's based on a novel uh <laughs> <laughs> the novel it came out like in the mid-2000s though but you know i was late mm-hmm. to getting it but uh by the same name disobedience and, so yeah it was good very good
0: okay yeah i definitely remember hearing about it
1: right um, yeah sometimes those movies just kind of like slip past you
0: mm-hmm. okay so my next one is i think one of the films of last year that got just outright disrespected and that was widows
1: oh absolutely
0: uh directed by Steve McQueen, based on a 1980s British show um, where uh, women, well, wives of men who are thieves, basically, or mobsters, have to finish their work after they're all murdered um, in A Heist Gone Wrong. Uh, It starred Viola Davis, um, Michelle Rodriguez, Cynthia and. There, no, yeah,
1: I know. I oh, god,
0: okay. yeah. oh, I'll have to see it to pronounce it. Yeah, name. um, also yeah. starred, um, Elizabeth DeBecky, yeah, just a whole of people. Colin Firth was in there, kind of Colin Firth, <laughs> Colin Farrell was in there. Uh, James Khan had a small role. Um, just crazy. Brian Tyree Henry yeah. again appeared, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, what's it? Liam Leeson. Yeah. Um, it was an expertly shot and written film. I know some people felt there was too many narratives in it. Yeah. Or it kind of lost the focus to the main narrative. Some people felt there was too much going on. But I thought it was done Pretty brilliantly. Um, basically, this version was set in modern-day Chicago, yeah. where a um a group of thieves perish in the highest gone wrong, and at the height of the new um I guess alderman candidacy or whatever, yeah. um it's all interlinked somehow, and the women of the deceased husbands find out that they are in possession of something another potential candidate wants right. who is also a drug dealer and they decide to take it upon themselves to finish the last heist to keep the money. It it was really yeah. good. Um, Viola Davis, Viola Davis, um, she was brilliant and Elizabeth DeBecky was was another shining star. Um, I hadn't seen her. I didn't realize she was and some stuff I had seen. Yeah,
1: she's been a. Um, she's hard to miss, but yeah, she's so tall. But
0: right, she was brilliant um, in her role, and Michelle Rodriguez wasn't as bad as she usually is. Like,
1: yeah, like what you expect from her, I guess.
0: Yeah, she's she's not really she's never really been given that type of role before, so I'd like to see her do more different stuff. Yeah,
1: I think. But yeah. I first, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I just wish it had gotten
1: more love yeah. at the awards thing. I, I I a couple of things I wish it had been, you know, hyped up more before it came out and I think that would have helped a lot.
0: Yeah, the the um marketing was kind of lackless. Yeah,
1: it was it was kind of weak and then um just like need to see Daniel Kaluuya play more villain characters cuz yes. that whole scene he, in the gym that was <laughs> it was wild
0: the scene in the gym and then the scene in the bowling alley yeah. that took me like he was crazy yeah.
1: I mean it was it was so believable but yeah it's, and I, oh go ahead
0: yeah I loved how they because Chicago is horribly corrupt right? and I love how they they showed the levels of corruption right. just by that one shot of Colin Farrell's character leaving that rally to his house. Yeah. Just like the way the city changed from like the hood to the posture of the gentrification. Right, right. It said a lot without saying anything.
1: Yeah, she is. Uh, it was good. It definitely deserved more love than what it received. But yeah, I think the first mm-hmm. thing I saw this but was uh, The Great Capsby like in 2013 or something. And I wouldn't have known that's, you know, who it was not until. Right. And then she was in the uh, night manager with Tom Hiddleston.
0: Oh yeah, I heard, I've heard of that. And, yeah, I
1: heard that was pretty. Yeah, good. it was. And then, oh god, she did another movie. It was. Oh, it was called The Tale. and it it had Laura Dern.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard about. It. It's like, uh, was that HBO? Uh,
1: I believe so, because, yeah, I think it was HBO. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was really good, and that yeah, that movie messed me up. It, it was cuz it was like they telling the directors on oh, right. Her
0: um, yeah. experience with like sexual abuse. Yeah, yeah when
1: she was a child and uh luckily they showed i think it was either before it came on or after they gave not like a, a primer but they showed how some of the more uh like this not disturbing but more sexual scenes or abusive scenes you may want to call them uh how they were shot and cuz when you watch Right. It's like, like, oh, oh, God. But yeah, it was good. And she was technically, uh, she was, she was, she played, I think, the girlfriend or the wife of the guy who was abusing the the young girl. Well, she was a part of the abuse, oh. too. So, but yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah.
0: See, I've seen her in, um, she was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I did not realize was her. She played a character named Aisha. Hmm. Some like leader of some alien,
1: yeah.
0: Thing. And then she was in the Cloverfield paradox, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember. Oh
0: god. So even though, oh, hold on, yeah. she was like the.
1: Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine.
0: Oh, yeah, she was the woman that like miraculously appeared on their ship or whatever. Right. So yeah, she's she's been around. I just never really paid attention, and she is extremely tall. Yeah she's a great actress.
1: Okay. Now this is number 5. Number 5 for me is um another film that came out technically in 2017 but then had its wide release in 2018. Uh but Phantom Threat. Um with the uh, uh by Paul Thomas Anderson it has Daniel Day-Lewis and uh he plays the dressmaker and uh He yeah, he owns so he owns this company and he kind of runs it with his sister and then he falls in love with the younger woman and she becomes kind of his like muse. And he this is something that he's done. Like he goes through muses and uh, just kind of like discards these women as he loses interest in them. But um what was interesting is I guess you can technically call it a drama and it, it won an Academy Award and all that, but it uh oh god, it was It it was so good because the uh, I went in thinking, oh, this is just gonna be drama, it's just gonna be kind of a slow moving movie, but there's actually some humor to it, which is always good in in those type of movies because you do get lost if it's just one time the whole movie. But um, but yeah, it was, uh, it it was really good. And uh, the, 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 oh, the character's name was Alma, who, who is the young lady that he fell for kind of kind of early in the movie that happens and they -hmm. tell their story through the whole movie and her name was i think her name is vicky oh god crepes i can't pronounce her last name but she herself hadn't like acted that much before she i think she had done like stage things before but even she she was oh man she was spectacular and she's and, and it was what was amazing about that is that she's from like the country of luxembourg which is like if you looked on a map you'd have to like you'd have to like zoom in to find the country it's super small (laughs) it's like it's like in parentheses small but uh uh but yeah it was good it was good i was i was i've I've watched it multiple times since the the first time oh wow yeah i it's oh it's definitely not on netflix and maybe another one of those things where it's like cable provider so xfinity or whatever at this point but yeah really good So yeah, those are my five. Annihilation, A Quiet Place, Roma, uh, and oh god, I literally just said it, Phantom Threat.
0: Alrighty. Um, My last one is A Black Panther. Um, It's hard to to believe that it's only been a year since that movie came out because I feel like once it was first announced back what two thousand and sixteen or whenever we've just been sort of waiting for it and then when it finally came it was it was greater than any of us expected. Hold on one second. Okay. yeah. Oh, hold on Britney. I'm doing something. Brittany just showed up. I don't know what she's doing here. Cincinnati, but we'll finish this. Hold on. Right. Um, yeah, Black Panther, which was uh, the f- first black superhero of Marvel, um, the comics in general, All right? Um, and it's the first one with a black lead in the MCU, uh, starring Chadwick Boseman, Lupita Nyong'o, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Diney, and directed by Ron Kugler, and um. Basically, it, it follows uh, T- T'Challa as he becomes king of the hidden technology advanced city, Wakanda. Did I say city?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a, I guess it would be a country.
0: country. Yeah. <laughs> the country in Africa um, and sort of like his the, the perils that uh, come when this normally secluded area is open to the world. As a a new villain rises, and um, he has to decide if he wants to be a good king or a good man, and it was just a really good, a good story. I think was the first MCU film to sort of target the societal issues of like globalization and um, sort of uh, open borders. So it it touched on a lot as as far as as well as race and uh, what it means to be. Down or good for your community, for your people. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it was good. I saw that I think after it was out of theaters, you know, it was hyped up. So, yeah, it was good. It lived up to the hype as well. Mm. All right. So, series, I think for series, I'll just read through them all together, give a quick little thing, and then you can do the same. Okay. So, uh, I'll start with the Americans. I was late to watching the Americans in general. I finished the first few seasons um, in one summer, which, you know, say what you will about that. I was not doing anything else. So <laughs> I knocked them out. But then, yeah, the, the final season aired last year. And uh, final seasons are hard because you're like, oh, man, you're so connected to the characters. And uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah. good. And what a final. And
0: yeah, that finale was.
1: Great. Oh yeah, oh, it was super crazy, and you know, like they had done most of the show. Well, like the most of the show, I was you know kind of up and down with Paige, kind of pissed at her, yeah. but then uh, it 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 was good. It was good. Um, killing Eve, we've already touched on that, but oh, that, I didn't know what to expect really when it first started when I first heard about it, the trailers were good, but then uh, I was like, uh, you know, blown away again, and it was good and lived up to hype. And these first four or five episodes we've seen this year have been really good. Um, going to Netflix, The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, things sometimes get hyped on Netflix, and it's like, ah, we'll see. But I like this one. It, right, it right. was it was a slow burn. It's really slow. I think it's like twelve episodes. Yeah.
0: I think I'm still on episode six or whatever, <laughs> the, the long the long shot, like the one, the episode where they're all in the funeral. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: and, uh, so I'll finish it eventually,
1: and that was good, um, follows a family, and that lived in a house that was haunted, and was based on a, a novel as well, um, oh god, I wish I had that pulled up before, Uh I can't think of her name to say left me i think it's shirley jackson that's what i want to go for Yeah, yeah nice. so i have one of her other novels that i've read but um yeah it was it was really good um atlanta we had Atlanta before this but this season was uh uh just i, I think it showed really how talented everybody on that cast was and uh even what's uh Lakeith Stanfield, is that his name? Yeah, uh, you know, he gets played up like as the kind of the the dummy character in the show, man. But you heard a lot more from him. You saw a lot more, and you know, he was in the the main, the most in the episode anybody would talk about if they were talking about this past season that the uh, Teddy Perkins, yeah. That, that was that was good. Uh and then Uh, A show that was kind of new to, uh, and around the holidays they always show marathons of it on uh, BBC America. But Doctor Who, yeah, hadn't I never really seen it before, and it was the first time that they had uh, a woman as the Doctor, and uh, Mm -hmm. you know that made people were upset about that. But Jodie Foster uh, from the UK. Played that part, not Jodie Foster. Jesus Christ, her name wasn't Jodie Foster. <laughs> oh. What's her name? Oh God, it's not it's not Jodie Foster. It's oh, her name is it starts with a J though. <laughs> and I don't know why i was thinking of Jodie Foster. Um, oh my God, this is so bad. And literally watch every Jodie Whittaker. Was her name? Oh. I knew it was Jodie. Um, but yeah, uh, it was it was good. And um I, I watched the first couple seasons and it hit on a lot of things. The show always hits kind of like on race and, and different things like that. But um for those that don't I guess don't know the uh, the plot, it's uh, the the doctor is technically an alien kind of reinvents himself every few series and uh, kind of puts together a squad and they go around to different worlds and galaxies and uh kind of solve problems but yeah this one was was really good it was really good that episode where they even came to america to the south and they went back in time with like uh rosa parks and it was uh it's probably maybe the best episode of this past season and then honorable mention um the National Geographic does a show called Genius where they follow like somebody that's really well known. The mm-hmm. first one was Albert Einstein and this past one was Pablo Picasso. And uh it was good. It was really well put together. And the next one I think I read
0: is Aretha Franklin. So Right, she's supposed to be I wonder if they'll get to the play. Yeah,
1: I don't know. They'll need somebody who can sing, so
0: I know. That's a big part of it. Yep.
1: And so yeah, that is mine. <laughs>
0: Okay. uh, My top five series for 2018, I'll just go. Um, first one was Kidding on Showtime. Oh, yes. Uh, starring Jim Carrey. Sort of his return to sort of like the spotlight after being sort of a hermit, I guess. Yeah. or Just kind of walking away from film in general. Uh, it's a dark comedy about sort of like a Mr. S type um, personality and he suffers a loss when his son is killed in a car accident sort of like kind of um chronicles his slow but inevitable breakdown yeah and um shows relationships with his father and his sister and the breaking of the relationship with his wife and his other son who was a twin um it was really good um it was it it was definitely dark but it had a lot of heart i think and that's what kept me watching. Um, they, they they balanced the two pretty well. That's good. So I think it's been renewed, and um, I'll be looking to see what they do next next season. Yeah. Uh, next one was of course Killing Eve. Um, the show is brilliant. BBC really knows what they're doing. Yeah, they do. Uh, then I had Down Kim's Convenience on Netflix. Um, a great comedy it reminds me of modern family but not as hokey you know what yeah, I mean yeah yeah because modern family's been on too long oh yeah it's, it's just, what is it like it's been on
1: 12 seasons
0: something like that this is the last season but it's not being funny at season four yeah it's been a- so yeah and then uh my next one would be pose on oh. fx oh, God, I forgot about- by ryan murphy yeah um, set in the light, late 80s, it follows um, transgender women of color and their um, experiences within uh, the ball culture and life in general in the 80s. It kind of focuses on the rise of the AIDS epidemic in that community, as well as the rise of the whole uh, greedy, yuppie, yeah. Wall Street kind of character. Yeah. Um starred Billy Porter um and some new trans women actors um MJ Rodriguez uh, I can't her names. uh India Moore India Moore yeah India Moore uh, I think it's Dominique Jackson yeah. yeah and um it got rave reviews and I'm really sad it got a few nominations but not many wins but it has it was renewed and premieres uh June 11th mm. at uh, 10 p.m., I
1: believe. That, that's.
0: Yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah, um, no, that. I think you're about to say the same thing about how good it was.
0: Yeah, great show. Um, Great directing. And the soundtrack was yeah. bananas. Yeah. I know it's where half the budget went right. because they had like all the hits in there. So the second season will be fast forward to the 1990s, okay. sort of like the rise of Madonna's Vogue and how that affects the community and stuff
1: and that's June 11th, right?
0: Yeah, June 11th at 10 p.m. Right. Yeah. And then the last one I have is Voltron. <laughs> oh yeah. Defender. Um, this was a reboot of the original 80s series on Netflix. Um, it I think it was 7 seasons. The first two seasons was like a regular animated show, 13 episodes a break and it was like twenty six episodes. And then they got smart and like would take the episodes and then cut them in half to make the season short. Yeah. So we would like a new season in October and then the next new season in December. Like it was that turnaround. But this reboot was brilliant. Um tells a story about five paladins who figure out that they're destined to save the universe from uh Zarkon and this evil legion of aliens and there's comedy and drama and some romance, um but it was really smartly written, and I'm going to miss it. I might rewatch it later, yeah,
1: hmm.
0: and that was my top five right.
1: and I think the next one is uh, what the week of the six or not the week of the six, but le- <laughs> it's for the week of the six, but what we're looking for looking forward to this coming week on television,
0: right, right, what we're streaming for the weekend so for me, right now, I'm trying to finish On My Block, okay. uh, second season on Netflix. It's hilarious, but um, it's really exploring some new themes this season. After season one's inclusion, it's looking at things of like PTSD right, right. and um, colorism, surprisingly, within the Latin community, yeah. which I found that... I mean, it's a big part of any um, minority group, right. really. Um, so... It's been interesting. I think I'm halfway through. I may have like three episodes left yeah. for this second season. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's already been renewed for season three.
1: I binged that when it uh, when it came out. And yeah, it was, it was good. It's amazing how many good young actors there are. I think all of them have to be yeah. under 21 or 20 there. They've, I mean, they've got to be teenagers or just early
0: 20s. Yeah, they're all pretty young. I know I've seen the kid that plays Ruben in other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, he's one of the best actors on there, and the girl who plays Jasmine. Yes, she is hilarious.
1: And what's funny about her? That's the the loud friend, right? I can't. I, yeah. yeah, she yeah. she isn't that young. She was on a Disney show. Don't ask me why I know this. The show is called *Living Maddie*. But anyways, and she she's like she's like her upper twenties or. You know,
0: yeah, I kind of figure because during one of the breaks for the show, she played a character on How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. And those are like college things. Right. So like, she's got to be at least 26. 26. She, I think she
1: just has one of those faces where, you know, she can do anything. Yeah. Which is, but yeah. It's, uh,
0: but she's, yeah. and I love sort of like the backstory we see with her in this season as we get to know her character. Right. better. Yeah. And then really the,
1: the new girlfriend for, uh, Ruby's brother.
0: Right. Lord.
1: (laughs) That was was funny. That was funny. Uh, For me, um, let's see. I'm not streaming anything right now, but I am looking forward to um, this new miniseries on HBO uh, called Chernobyl. Just about the Chernobyl disaster. And it comes on Monday, uh, the 6th. I think, oh God, I don't know the time, but yeah, it's on HBO and it has, you know, uh, Stellan, Skarsgård, Jarrett Harris, Emily Watson, and just kind of follows what happened in the uh, Chernobyl nuclear power plant uh, failure and everything, the accident that happened in in 1986. And I mean, the trailers have been just kind of incredible and I watched like a, a sneak preview type thing and they showed how they made the set and everything and Everything's just huge, and uh, it's just one of like a. It, it looks, it looks good. It looks good. It, 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 it you know, HBO. You kind of like, what are they gonna do after, you know, uh, Game of Thrones? But everything that they have lined up this year looks incredible, and yeah, it looks pretty yeah.
0: top notch. And this, yeah, I can remember. I'll oh, go ahead. No, you're top-notch. fine. I can remember, like reading about Chernobyl in like middle school, maybe elementary right. school, and just like thinking how how terrible that was, and like really because you know, they didn't really understand the science yet. Right, right. I mean, like, like it was for good, but wrong term and just like. The carnage and the lives lost and the effects long after. Right.
1: It's really sad. And yeah, just yeah, it's, I, uh, and it, even today, the area is just like completely, you, you can't go there. I mean, it's bad. It's so bad. But yeah, I, I saw that that was coming on, I don't know, maybe sometime beginning this year. And I've just really been looking forward to it. And yeah, I'm excited to watch it. So yeah, the first episode airs. Tomorrow, May 6th.
0: Yeah, so maybe we can add that to our uh, N.O.T. set. Yeah. Just to discuss the first episode. Yeah. Next, next episode. All right, so we've kind of come to the end of this first episode. Um, Stay tuned uh, for more from uh, It's a Streamable Life, where we'll be discussing uh, chronic clean life in the peak entertainment era. This is Maren. this is Brandon. And we're uh, out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to It's a Dream of Life, a podcast chronicling life in a peak entertainment era. Your hosts, Lauren Williams and Brandon Williams. Produced by Lauren Williams, edited by Lauren Williams.